My name is Stephanie. I'm a worship vocalist at King's Cross Church. You're listening to the podcast from King's Cross Church in Charleston, South Carolina. We are working our way through the entire Bible during 2023 in a sermon series called The Story. For more information about our church or to find resources related to the story, visit kingscross.org. All right, John 6. Um, In John 6, verse 60, we read this. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, this is a hard saying, who can listen to it? This is a hard saying, who can listen to it? We've been on this journey together uh, through the Bible all year long. Um, Three weeks or so ago, we we made the 400-year jump from the Old Testament to the New Testament. We have talked over the last few weeks about who Jesus is, about who he's calling us to be, about the evidence of what it looks like when we're living out who it is that he's called us to be. And by and large, I think those teachings, those passages that we've looked at since we kind of crossed over from the Old Testament to the New Testament have largely been encouraging. Is that fair? Jesus is the light of the world. He's, He's called us to live as light, to bear spiritual fruit, to love our neighbor. Like these ideas, these teachings of the scripture and of Jesus aren't all that controversial. Fair? They might be hard to live out, but they're not hard to hear. Like you never really hear people arguing about or protesting about or going viral with an angry TikTok about or walking away from the local church or from religion altogether because, you know, they heard the parable of the Good Samaritan where Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. Or because they heard somebody talk about the golden rule, treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Or because they heard somebody preach on John's letter where he says, God is love. Right? Skeptics never argue that those passages aren't what Jesus meant. Right? You, you never hear people say, well, those passages were, were made up by Constantine in the 300s after the battle of the Milvian Bridge. Right? Like, pe- people don't say, well, those passages misrepresent Jesus' teaching because they're trying to perpetuate the patriarchy in Roman society. Right? No, nobody makes these arguments because those passages are easy. They're easy to hear. They're easy to digest. They're more simple for us. But there are some biblical passages, some New Testament teachings of Jesus that still, 2,000 years after he taught them, leave us thinking, well, that's a hard saying. Who can listen to that? It's just hard. So we want to talk about that. We can't do a survey of the entire biblical narrative and not be honest that there are some parts of the Bible that don't wind up on Instagram posts and church camp t-shirts. Some that we're just a little quieter about because they're hard. And if we never talk about those passages, then what winds up happening is non-believers look at us and they think, well, those church people, they just pick and choose the parts of the Bible that they really like to focus on and they're a bunch of hypocrites and when we lose a hearing. And Christians 
if we don't ever talk about these things, then, then Christians kind of turn inward and, and, and start to feel awkward about just admitting this is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? And it becomes hard for Christians just to say in community group, hey, I'll be honest, I struggle with this one. To, to just be open with other believers and say, you know, I, I know the Bible says that. I'm not sure what it means. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not, no, I don't know what to do with it. Or, hey, you know, one of the, one of the girls on my team brought this up, and I, I, I didn't even know what to I just shut down because I didn't know how to respond. I didn't really know what to say. Like, this is hard, and eventually what happens is people just drift away from the church because they feel like, I don't know what to do with this. So one of the things that we try, and we don't always succeed, but we try to do at King's Cross is to just be honest about what the Bible says, about what Jesus taught, about what the church has believed for 2,000 years. And if you disagree, or if it offends you, or if you find that particular teaching a tough pill to swallow, that's okay. We, we, we can talk about that. Let's just be honest and have a conversation about why does that strike you as being so hard. And that's what's happening at the end of John chapter 6. Jesus has been teaching. There are some folks who, you know, the, the teaching glitches them a little bit. And they, and they push back, and he is engaging in their doubt, their struggle. And rather than backing off, he's going to use that moment to help them go deeper in their walk with him. And so we want to look at John 6, verses 60 to 71, and pray that the Holy Spirit would use it to help us go deeper in our walk with Jesus too. There are... Um, Three truths we'll kind of use as a bit of a base camp jumping off point to have kind of a larger discussion that we find in, the, in this passage. So the first one, and we just want to be honest about it, is that some of Jesus' teachings are hard to hear. That's just the reality. Some of Jesus' teachings are hard to hear. Again, John 6, 60. Many of, it, many of his disciples heard it, and they said, this is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? Well, heard what? What's the it? Right? If, if you're reading through the scriptures and you see something like that, you know what we're talking about, you just start backing up. And if you back up into the beginning of John chapter 6, what you'll find is the miracle of Jesus feeding. It says 5,000 men. There were women and children there too. So it's probably more like 12 or 15,000 people with uh, five loaves and two fishes that a little boy had. It is... A miracle, and, and the crowds, because of that miracle, begin to follow him. He goes over to the other side of the Sea of Galilee to Capernaum, and they are looking for more miracles, more bread. And Jesus says to them in John six twenty six, Truly, truly, I say to you, you're seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. He says, you're not after me. You want my stuff. You want free lunch. You're after literal bread. And so there is this extended back and forth in John chapter 6 where Jesus challenges first the crowd, then the Jews, then this larger group of disciples, and finally just the 12 uh, men that would become called apostles. And he challenges them to seek the 
bread, he's using kind of an extended metaphor that leads to eternal life. And he explains to them that just like in the Old Testament, when God the Father provided manna in the wilderness that, was going, that sustained their ancestors for 40 years, so too he has been provided by his Father to sustain eternal life the way the manna in the desert sustained physical life. And he presses the metaphor in John 6, 51. He says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Now, it's fairly easy, if you have spent some time in a gospel preaching church at all, for us to know that what he's talking about is his life. His flesh is who he is. And on this side of the cross, it's even more clear that he was talking about his literal flesh in his death on the cross. He was going to give his body and his blood literally to atone for the sins of the world that by God's grace, all those who repent and place their faith in him might be saved. But that was harder for them to hear on their side of the cross. Verses 52 and 53 says the Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Well, this is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? Now, it's easier for us. Right, because we think, oh, flesh and blood, like in the Lord's Supper, bread and juice. This is a metaphor, and, and th that makes sense. We, we hear that. But for them, this is a teaching of Jesus that was hard to hear. I think if we're honest, there are other teachings of Jesus that are hard for us to hear. And so... Think about, for example, the way that Jesus demands to be prioritized in our hearts and our minds over even our family and the people who are the closest to us. In Luke 12, he says, do you think that I've come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. They will be divided, father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Or Matthew 10, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. That's hard to hear. What Jesus, <laughs> you're saying that my love for you, my relationship, my commitment to you has to exceed the way I feel about my children? Or I'm not worthy of you? Yep, that's what I'm saying. That's hard to hear. Right? Or here's one. How about in Matthew 6 when Jesus says not to be anxious? He likens it to having little faith. And he says that a pervasive sense of anxiety is how the Gentiles live. In other words, how people without faith live. Well, that's hard to hear. 12% of all the prescriptions filled in the state of South Carolina are for anxiety. 
including the one on my sink that I took this morning before I came. So don't hear me being insensitive, right? Some of us battle genetic issues and chemical issues and, you know, we live in a broken world. Our bodies are broken. But you know what's also true? Some of us struggle to trust God with our day-to-day life. And Jesus says, don't do that. Well, that's hard to hear if you're somebody like me who struggles with anxiety. How about Matthew 5, I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Hard to hear. It's about to be harder to hear because election season's coming. And some of y'all need to make this your life verse for about the next 12 months, okay? <laughs> like, it's... Well, what about the parents of the kid that's bullying your kid? What about the person your spouse cheated with? What about that person that said that thing? Love them, pray for them. That's hard to hear. It doesn't mean, you know, Jesus isn't saying that, that, you know, that your abuser has to be restored into a relationship with you. That's not what he's saying. He's talking about the attitude of your heart. Forgive others that you might be forgiven. Love them, pray for them. That's internal, right? Well, that's hard to hear. There are dozens of these. And I would just say to you in love, if you think that there aren't teachings of Jesus that are hard for you to hear, you haven't read enough of them. Because sooner or later, you're going to bump up against one. Marriage is between one man and one woman for life. Gossip is a sin. So, by the way, is gluttony. So, by the way, is a failure to be generous. Lust is as bad as adultery. Hate is as bad as murder. It's hard for rich people to get into heaven. Pick one. There are plenty to choose from. There are some teachings of Jesus that are hard to hear. Now, what's hard for me to hear might be easy for you to hear. And sometimes that's where we kind of rub up against each other, right? Because I think the things that are easy for me ought to be easy for you. And if you struggle with them, then I get upset with you and think you're not very religious. Right? This is kind of where arguments come from. But we want to start with just the reality of being honest that some of Jesus' teachings are hard to hear. And when we admit that, then we can come alongside one another and help one another to go deeper in our walk with Jesus because now we've found level ground. Because there's something is hard for everyone to hear. This is just a reality. The second truth that kind of confronts us in this passage that we just want to be honest about is that some of Jesus' teachings are hard to believe. Some of them are hard to hear. Some of them are hard to believe. Jesus kind of continues in, does it kind of continue? He continues. Verses 61 and 62 says, Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, do you take offense at this? At the teaching about him being the bread from heaven that gives eternal life. You take offense at this? What if you were to see the son of man ascending to where he was before? So he basically says to them, you think that's hard? 
Let me lay this one on you. And he says, I'm the son of man that the prophet Daniel talked about in Daniel chapter 7 and 8. And there is a day coming when you are going to see me ascend bodily into heaven from where I came. I'm going to sit down at the right hand of my father. I'm going to rule and reign there until such time as he tells me to return, when I will return to make all things new again and judge the living and the dead. How's that one hit you? You're upset that I can show you eternal life? Now it's Hard for us to hear that as followers of Jesus, we need to live in a way that requires self-denial, that calls for sacrifice, submission, regular rhythms of worship, a life of humility. Those things can be hard for us to hear because our pride wells up and we kind of want to, you know, just let me live. You know, I believe in that. But, but there are some things that are hard to believe just take the core tenets of basic orthodox historical Christianity. We believe that there is one God who has eternally existed in three persons, Father, Son, and Spirit. Just starting there is hard. Every time we have starting point, we talk about this and we always say, it's just hard to wrap your head around that. We, we believe that that God spoke all things into existence from nothing. There was no matter. There was nothing but God. We believe that he created mankind in his image, that he breathed his spirit into us. And our response to that was to rebel against him. And we, we catapulted the world into a place of brokenness and sin that shattered God's good paradigm. But we believe that he has a plan to restore and to redeem all things to himself through the work of God the Son who was spoken of by the prophets, hundreds of prophecies that came literally true. We believe that he was born of a virgin, conceived by the Holy Spirit, that he lived a perfect life and died a substitutionary death in your place for your sins, that he is, as I just said, even now, ruling and reigning at the right hand of his Father. And he taught that there's a day coming that not even he knows, so the Whack a doodle on YouTube that has a chart behind him, doesn't know there's a day coming when his father is going to say, okay, go back. And the eastern sky is going to rend itself open. And with a shout of acclamation, the sun is going to return. That's hard to believe. It's hard. There are things in the scriptures that are hard for me to believe. And I affirm them because they're there. But to act like everything is just super easy is disingenuous. We're not even talking about the Red Sea parting or God going, uh, Moses going up and getting the Ten Commandments from God on the top of Mount Sinai, the conquering of Canaan. A bunch of dudes with trumpets marched around a city until the walls fell down. A marching band conquered a city. You say, oh, that's really easy for me to believe. Well, it's hard. We talk about the power of the ark. Do you know the sun stood still in the sky so the day would be longer so Joshua could win a battle? You get to the, Jesus walked on water, gave sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, raised the dead, fed 15,000 people with a Lunchable. Some pick one. 
some of what is taught in the law and the prophets, some of what is taught by Jesus and the apostles, some of what I stand here and preach to you week after week after week is hard to believe. It just is. And look, if you are someone who struggles to believe, that's okay. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to push back. It's okay to dig in and to search the scriptures on your own. It is okay to explore faith, to seek out truth, to admit that you're still undecided. We just don't want to leave you there. And if we're honest, whether it is an issue that's hard for you to hear or an issue that's hard for you to believe, everyone at some point is going to have a John 6 moment. There is going to come for you a fork in the road, a a place where you are confronted by the teaching of Jesus, where you're going to have to decide, what do I do next? Here's my moment. And in those moments... The third truth of this passage that the end of John 6 is really going to matter. Because even if they're hard to hear, and even if they're hard to believe, that does not mean they aren't true. It doesn't mean they aren't true. The Apostle John faithfully records the end of this extended interaction that began with the crowds and ends with the 12. John is one of the 12. He's there. He's writing down this interaction that he's a part of with Jesus. Verses 66 to 69 said, After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. That's the larger group, not the 12. That's one choice confronted with something that's hard to hear, hard to believe. One choice is I walk away. So Jesus turns to the 12. Do you want to go away as well? John 6 moment. All right. You've heard this thing and it's hard for you. And you know that not everybody believes this because some of them walk away. You going to walk away too? Simon Peter answered on behalf of the twelve, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed, we have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. There's the other choice. That's the other path on the fork in the road of faith. Walk away, press in. Decide that you just cannot hear or believe or submit to anything that doesn't come easy to you, that you can't totally wrap your mind around, that you can't completely live out, that doesn't confront you in any way so that your lifestyle as it is can completely go on as it's always been, or follow Jesus. These are the choices. Notice that Peter does not say, no, Jesus, we're good. We totally understand all these things you're teaching. We have no questions. Uh, we have come to completely understand all of the prophecies of the Old Testament, the way that you are, have either already or are about to fulfill them. We have heard you teach about the second coming. All that makes total sense to us. We're totally fine. We're all in. That is not what Peter says. Right? And if you know Peter, Peter can stick his foot in his mouth. 
There's no bravado there. There's no Christianese there. He isn't putting on a good front for the church folks. He says, Lord, to whom shall we go? We have believed, we have come to know, you're the Holy One of God. You're the anointed. You're the Messiah. You are the Christ. These things are hard for us to hear. Some of them are hard for us to believe. But we believe in you. And that is faith. The question that you have to wrestle with when your John 6 moment hits is, is Jesus who he claimed to be or not? Is he one with the Father? Is he the Word made flesh? Is he the living bread who has come down from heaven through whom we can find eternal life? Is he the way, the truth, and the life? Fully God and fully man, the promised one of God of the Old Testament, God's Christ, his Messiah. Is he the one who was dead and yet lives? Is he the ruling, reigning, and returning son of man that the prophet Daniel spoke of? Is he the one for whom and through whom and to whom all things were created? Is he the one at whose name every knee on earth and above the earth and under the earth will bow and every tongue will confess his Lord to the glory of God the Father? Is that who he is or not? And if he is, to whom else are you going to go? Because he has the words of eternal life. And if he's not that, why are you here? And what am I doing with my life? Trying to massage every single teaching of Jesus in the Bible into something that's really palatable for you in your current season and place of life is foolishness. Well, if Jesus were here today, they didn't like what he said then in their day. Why do you think if he was here, you'd like everything he said? It doesn't work that way. Well, you know, the world's changed. That was a long time ago. Well, you know, I was on TikTok, and I saw this person talking about their deconstruction. Okay. Okay. Was Jesus Christ raised from the dead? Yes or no? If he was, then he has the words of eternal life. Who else are you going to look to? Your professor doesn't have the words of eternal life or your favorite podcaster or that person, that religious person that you really love because they never say anything that's hard to hear and they never say anything that's hard to believe. Jesus has the words of eternal life. It rises and falls on him. The apostle Peter understood this in his letter to the Corinthians. He said, if Christ has not been raised then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. We are found even to be misrepresenting God. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised, and if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you're still in your sins. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. But... 
if he has been raised, then that changes everything. Because nothing is as hard to believe as that a man was dead, buried, and on the third day was alive again. Nothing he's going to teach you is as hard to believe as that. What is harder to hear than Jesus' words in this chapter, John 6, 65, when he says, No one can come to me unless it's granted him by the Father. And then in chapter 14, he says, no one comes to the Father except through me. One way and one way only, him. That's hard to hear. It's hard to hear when your best friend is an atheist, when the neighbor who you love and get along with really well is a Muslim. That's hard. Nothing's harder to hear than that. But it doesn't mean it's not true. And at some point, You will hear something you don't like. You will hear something that you are struggling to believe, and you have to make a choice. Are you going to go away too? It's a John 6 moment. Hebrews 11 says, Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. See, faith says these things are hard to hear. But I'll submit to them and I'll obey them. Faith says these things are hard to believe. But I trust them and I look forward to them. And I believe they are true because like the apostles, I have come to believe, no, I have come to know that Jesus is the Holy One of God. So I can do the hard things. I believe in him. Let's pray. Father, we know that Jesus was a man acquainted with suffering and grief. Not everything was easy for him. And if we're to be like him, not everything will be easy for us either. I confess to you that there are teachings in the scripture that I struggle with. And yet you've called me to this. Things that are hard for me to wrap my head around. And yet you've called me to preach them. Would you help us when we're confronted by the scriptures to look to Jesus? Would you help us when our hearts question to look to him? Do you help us like Paul to continually remind ourselves that he was dead and yet he lives? Do you help us to be a church that welcomes people who struggle with open arms, no matter what the issue is, no matter what lifestyle issue that might be hard for them to obey Christ's teaching in, no matter what faith struggle they may have, and these barriers to belief. Would you make us a people who are patient and kind and long-suffering because we know that that's how you have been towards us. And that kindness has led us to a place of repentance. We look to you because there is no one else to whom we can go. We believe that you have the words of eternal life. 
given to us through our Lord Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. My name's Chip. I'm the lead pastor here at King's Cross Church. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope that you're growing in the gospel as we work our way through the story. Take a moment to subscribe and you'll get each week's episode automatically. May the grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all.